welcome everyone to episode 14 of the Empowerment Minute podcast. So this is your host, Maureen Quende, your podcast host, learning leader, researcher, leadership coach, and consultant. I'm so excited uh, about the guest we have on the show today. A hearty welcome to our podcast guest host, David Gilbert. Thank you so much, David, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for honoring our invitation. I'm just so excited that you're making the time out of your schedule to be with us today. So thank you once again for coming on the show. Um, I'm sure the guests will be dying to learn more about you. So can you just tell us about yourself? And I know you're a voiceover artist. Actually, I tell you all the time, you sound like a journalist. So tell us how you became, you know, um, how you became a voiceover artist. Uh, well, I had a, a career transition in 2016, and uh, my best friend said uh, said to me, "What about that radio thing?" And it, that drew on something that happened in uh, university, and mm-hmm. uh, I said, "Why not? Let's look at it." And uh, I mean, it's a long story, but long story short, um, I looked up voiceover and said, "Oh, this is this is pretty cool." Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's something I can do till I'm old and gray. As long as I can talk, I can be a voiceover artist. And, uh, I spent, you know, a year and a half getting coached and trained, got professionally made demos, set up a website, mm-hmm. uh, set up a booth and said, okay, let's, let's go make this happen. And here I am today. That's amazing. So are you, um, an entrepreneur? Yeah. I was a, uh, an independent contractor years ago as a sales rep. Um, mm-hmm. so this is my second stint as being self-employed. So, um, yeah, I get to work for myself and I like to joke to my, to people I talk to that I get to talk to myself in a three by three foot padded cell all day long. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful. Like being, having control, you know, over your schedule mm-hmm. and being able to do, um, things when you're able to. So that's great. Sure. That's great to hear. I, I, I know many people would have gifts like that, that it would take forever for them to discover them. So it's a good thing your friend kind of like pointed that out early enough for you to explore it. Not like when it's so laid down in your career that you're like, oh my God, okay, I can't do this anymore. So <laughs> true, true. So it's so it's great actually. You 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 really sound like a, a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> so you made the right choice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's it's all about communicating messages. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I'm sure you've worked with many instructional designers, e-learning developers, you know, recording voiceover for their projects. What has been your experience, you know, working um, or recording e-learning? It's been a great experience, actually. Um, Every project brings something new that I can learn about myself and Mm -hmm. bring my own personality to the delivery. Um, I've always been I've always had a great experience working with developers and I truly get a sense of satisfaction when I deliver the finished audio and they're like really pleased with the end results because after all, it's it's their words, not mine. Right. But you bring the personality to it. Yeah. I have like, um, you know, when I used some tools like Articulate or Captivate where you have those, um, those, those voices that are just so mechanical, those yeah. things drive me crazy. You know, it's it's it really makes a difference when you invest in having a voiceover artist who brings. No one wants to get you know you take an e-learning course where it's like you're talking to a machine or something. So having someone like you who has that voice that really brings brings the project alive, so to speak, really makes a difference in our field. So yeah, another way to look at it is you'd never sit in a boardroom Mm -hmm. or a, a large conference room. Uh, with you know, 50 people and instead of the instructor 
you'd have an AI voice. People <laughs> exactly. would just like that. I mean, if you wouldn't sit there and listen to that, why do you subject listeners, uh, learners to that, that kind of thing? Like it just, it, I know there's a cost issue and whatnot, but at the end of the day, if people aren't engaged because the voice is so unengaging, mm-hmm. what, why are you doing it then? Right. Exactly. To me, that's just, you know, yeah, I, I say this all the time. You know, my one of my favorite quotes um, by Steve Jobs is be a yardstick of quality. I understand that mm. it's an additional cost, but you want something that represents, you know, you in a way. You don't want, want to be known. You know, what do you want to be known for? Right. Sure. You don't want to be known for crappy work. You don't want to be known for work that, you know, even does a disfavor to you. So I, I would always I would always advocate for you know, quality, and even if that means paying for um, voice over artists. So what other projects do you work, do you work on besides um, e-learning or voice over acting? Uh, well, as a work on anything, you'd hear a voice from a business. I've done all kinds of other corporate work from dozens of com- companies, voicemail systems to corporate videos, online explainer videos mm-hmm. uh, that you can find on, uh, on a company's YouTube channel, for instance. And I also do some editing for other voice talent. And uh, if you know the If You Ask Betty podcast, um, mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've I done the that. editing for that recently. So it's pretty neat. Like I get to, uh, I get to learn while I'm, while, na- while I'm narrating too. That's powerful. I mean, like that's that's a great skill to to have that bandwidth too. To be able to do all of that is great. Hmm. It's exciting. Sure. So, um, thank you for sharing that on the platform. So, um, for our listeners out there, David and I have been we have mutual friends actually, and uh, so we get to connect on different networks and <laughs> online events. And uh, so, one thing I learned about David is that he's so good at networking, and I know now is a time that things are getting back to normal where with the COVID situation, people are now getting back to work, even though on a, um, maybe on a limited schedule, places are opening up. And so now is the time for people to really brush up their networking skills. Mm. So some, you know, that's something that many people find challenging, especially during the COVID times. We've been indoors for so long. You know, you go out meeting people now, you're like, what am I going to tell them? You know, it, it's, it's, it's a challenge, mm. you know, and, and so... I thought, okay, since David is a pro at it, um, and it's one thing that I know we can benefit from it right now, um, I'm just so excited for David to share some um, words of wisdom, you know, some tips when it comes to um, networking. But I'm just curious, how come how how come you're so good at networking? What's your networking strategy? If I may ask. Well, well, for me, it, it started from necessity. You know, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, right from the moment I started my voiceover business, I treated it like a business. And as I decided right. to focus on what I knew at the time, which was businesses, I figured, you know, because I came from the business world, I figured, why not go out and meet potential clients where they are? So I right. jo- joined my local chamber of commerce. I started attending other board of trade events, a variety of other networking events, trade shows, conferences, you name it, any event that I thought would be a good fit to, to meet business-minded folks and maybe even pick up some knowledge that I can use in my own business or for mm-hmm. my own personal growth. So it was really, um, it was a strategy from the get-go to go out and try and physically meet people, the handshake, because I figured that handshake is yeah. more powerful than just you know, an online invitation or and it, the thought was, if I meet Joe and I give him my card and we connect and whatnot, that at some point he'll be sitting around a boardroom table 
and they'll be going, yeah, we should do a video on this new product launch, and and he'll whip up my card, and he'll I know a guy, like, and I'll yeah. be the only person he knows. So that's the the crux of it. That's the whole strategy. That's powerful. And you know, when people when we think about networking, you know, there are all kinds of myths out there. People think mm. you have to when you go out, you have to speak to a million people for it to be effective. There's just so many things going on. And so from your perspective, what are some of the top three myths or misconceptions about networking? And what are some key takeaways that you can, you know, can uh, let our audience know to empower them? Sure, sure. Uh, well, my three top myths I'd like to bust for our first, if you're, if you're working in a company, you feel, oh, I don't need to network. And that's a very dangerous, that's very dangerous because if you don't network <laughs> and you do find yourself in a career transition, either voluntarily or not, if you don't have a decent network, you'll find it very difficult in today's climate to find a new job because you don't have a network. Right. Second, uh, networking is not just for extroverts. I'm an ex I'm a uh, I, I'm a clear example <laughs> of somebody who's a totally an introvert. I think you're an extrovert. I'm a totally an introvert. I have to force myself to go out to these events, either online or, of course, uh, now online, of course. But um, I understand I have limits to the number of social interactions I can handle before I need to like be alone and recharge. <laughs> and the last myth, uh, well, you're never going to, you, you, you never go to an event to come away with a client or a job. That's, that's never the reason to go like thinking, oh, I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to come out with a job or come out with a client. No, mm -hmm. it's always to just plant seeds and start to build relationships with people. Um, because remember, you're going to events to meet people, not just to sell or ask for a job. And, yeah. and, they, and actually I'd add a fourth sort of. Um, in that you should always consider looking out for events that are outside of your industry because you'd be amazed at the kind of connections you can build and the people you can come, you can meet that mm -hmm. uh, in the long run, you don't know who may be even more valuable for you. So like I've been to the world's largest mining trade show. I have right. no reason as a voice actor to go to a mining trade show, right? But there are large companies with lots of employees. They probably do, you know, corporate training. They probably have you know, corporate. So there's, there's other ways to skin the cat. Uh, so don't just look for, for, um, networking events, like ATD events, look for stuff that's outside of your field. Wow. That's powerful, David, because I am known for going to <laughs> events that are, you know, like ATD, for example, I'm going to like so many of them because that's mm. in my, my, um, in my area of expertise, but it, it makes sense to, you know, target something that is out of the normal because you would never know, you know, who you would meet. And um, like you said, you know, when you're meeting someone for the first time, you're networking, you're not saying, okay, hi, this is David. I'm selling this thing. They're like, they're going to be like, are you crazy or something? Because people do business with people that they know, they like, and they can trust. Yep. And that doesn't happen just the first time. No. So being able to plant that seed and, you know, with time, as you get to build that relationship, water the seed, and then hopefully it grows into something. So Sure. And imagine yeah. if you went to a business uh, function, like totally business function, business owners, CEOs, whatever, and, and all of a sudden you're this learning and development expert. And right. they go, oh, what are you doing here? Well, you guys have businesses, and if you want to have a successful business in the long run, you have to train your staff, don't you? Oh, right. yeah, actually you do. Well, this is what I do. This is my, and all of a sudden you're the expert in that field because they haven't met anyone else like you, right? Exactly. So just a way to stand out. That's powerful. I mean, I personally love networking. 
I'm an extrovert, um, even though you are an introvert. Mm. But I, I think networking comes easily to me. But but for ex for introverts like you, it might be a bit of a challenge, I would think. And in fact, I have a few friends that are introverts who for them networking is like pulling <laughs> teeth. They're not, they wouldn't even try it. They rather sure. send, they rather hide behind an email or you know, they just wouldn't even do it. So what advice would you have for someone who's like really petrified about you know, networking, who's an, who's an introvert, you did it. How, how can they go about, what do they need to do it? Well, I think a lot of it, uh, starts with a understanding yourself, but more Mm -hmm. importantly, when I saw Simon Sinek talk at a conference, um, a few years ago, what he said there, uh, cause somebody asked him a question about, um, how he can stand up in front of a large crowd and present to people and talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, that's presentation skill. That's something you learn. But the difference between introvert and extrovert is this example, which I'll get to in a second, which uh, I, I, once I understood it, it made total sense as to how and why I was the way I was. Mm-hmm. So his example goes like this. So an, an introvert wakes up in the morning with a wallet with five coins. Mm-hmm. Every social interaction, he gives up a coin. When his wallet's right. empty, he has to go by himself to recharge. An introvert, an extrovert wakes up in the morning with an em, a wallet, uh, empty wallet and every social right. interaction, he gains a coin. And so at the end of the day, the more coins they have, the, the more satisfied they feel, the more energized. Bottom line, where you get your energy from uh, mm-hmm. is, so, is your introvert, extrovert. Now you could be a combination, but that's why I know when I've, I've gone to events in myself and you know, I've gone to multiple in the same day and mm-hmm. by the second or third time, third event, I'm like, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> I understand it. I've had like the six or seven conversations, good conversations, and I'm done. Like I know that my energy is drained and yeah. I, I know not to kick myself for wanting to leave or become a wallflower. So for those people who are like very, very hesitant, say, look, go to the first event, go talk to one person, just have one conversation. That's mm-hmm. all you need to do. The next time you go, maybe you talk to two, but don't set right. goals to say there's 20 people you go on, you got, you have to talk to everybody. If you set lower expectations, mm-hmm. it makes it easier for yourself and you understand the way your your internal energy is, mm-hmm. it'll be much easier for you. That's really powerful. Um, because that you know, it's it's so true, like for from an extrovert's perspective, you know, we're we're when we're going out there, you know, it's like the light bulb goes off, like we're <laughs> just like so in our in our own um space. But I definitely understand the perspective as well. Of, of an introvert and those tips would really help you know sure and sometimes even if like you said even if it's just a one person a one good contact is better than 10 that are not reliable so oh, absolutely maybe just focus on getting just just those few that you can maintain and mm-hmm. you can you can uh, with time build build on on those so that's wonderful i've seen sure. many people connect on clubhouse zoom slack groups you know and so on and social media so are these uh, networking strategies the same, you know, for social media, or they would just always apply for in person? Well, I've never got onto the whole clubhouse thing, mostly because I don't have an iPhone, but also <laughs> because I found the whole genre a little bit cliquey. But I am on Zoom, and I do. I'm on a few Slack groups and other kind of online um, groups. I, I personally tend to favor the visual face-to-face, you know, Zoom or even more per- preferably in-person networking, when you can actually have that um direct communication you can actually build communi- connections 
the mm-hmm. asynchronous, asynchronous, if I can call it that, um, back and forth on some of these platforms, to mm-hmm. me, uh, doesn't really work because sometimes uh, it's like, well, it's like emailing. Like it's hard yeah. to build a relationship on email where you send a note and if they don't respond and you try, I mean, you, you, tr- you can only try so hard on these social platforms to try and build a relationship mm-hmm. if they don't, again, you alluded to it a lot earlier, you got to know, like, and trust. So if they don't yeah. know you the first time they contact, you contact them, they don't know if they like you and they didn't know if they can trust you because it's the first time they've talked. So that takes a bit longer to build online mm-hmm. than it does in person or phone calls or zoom. Yeah. So, but the general philosophy is still the same. Like you're still trying to build that relationship yeah. as opposed to just, you know, spray and play, pray and spray. So, yeah. I mean, I would say it's, you always, you, you always have to find ways to get out of the house, even if you have to do, you know, <laughs> yeah. social media, I got to do what I do, but I agree with you that, you know, for me, the most effective is, you know, in person. Sure. And you can use the online to build, to be the lead in, Hey, let's grab a coffee or Hey, let's get a hop on a zoom and use that to leverage to be like, that's my new thing now is like Mm -hmm. what I'm sending notes on LinkedIn. It's, it's not about, Hey, here's this big paragraph and like this big (laughs) long thing. Like, look, I want to get a, I want to get a conversation with the person as soon as possible to see if there's any mutual connection, um, business or personal, but otherwise it's just this long, you know, back and forth that may end up going nowhere or whatever. So it's really, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a good, good approach because most times people, you know, they might even get put off when it's just too much. Sure. But if it's just sure. short and sweet, you know, just getting to know you, even if it's just 15 minutes of your time, yep. most yep. people would not, you know, would definitely not object to that. So hmm. that's wonderful. I, I, I agree with you. The benefits of networking are huge, you know, such that going the extra mile to network it's always in a way worth the effort. I, you know, I remember when we were at the heart of the pandemic with people kind mm. of being isolated at home for so long. And even now trying to get out, some people might have lost their networking skills. So um, what do you think? We've talked about a lot of tips right here. Is there anything that you can add to anyone to help them to get their groove back? Good question. Um first off, I'd say, give yourself a break. Like if, if, if you haven't played tennis in five years and you run out to a court, you might suck the first time you play. Yeah. So, you know, be kind, <laughs> be kind to yourself, lower your expectations. Um, obviously smile a lot, be friendly, engaging as much as you can. I mean, I don't personally believe networking is some mystical skill you need to learn. It's just right. more about just being yourself and being approachable and genuinely yeah. curious about the other person. So if you're genuinely curious about the uh, curious Uh, or interested in the folks you meet, they'll be interested in you back. And voila, that's networking. Like, (laughs) it's not, it's not rocket science. Wow, that's, that's wonderful. I just, I just want to thank you so much for your input on networking. I mean, I love this topic, we can talk about it all day. And and (laughs) anyone in any field definitely relates to networking. So I really appreciate this. One, one thing I know is that we all need good relationships in our careers. So knowing how to connect is crucial, you know, when building relationships, actually, I would say networking is about building long-term relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. relationships long-term over time. It involves meeting and getting to know people who can assist and who can potentially help you in return or vice versa. So, you know, thank you so much for sharing so much on this valuable topic just in time 
right? <laughs> As things are getting back to normal. So we always wrap up our podcast with a signature question. What does empowerment mean to you? So I would ask, usually ask that question depending on, you know, the audience. So if we were talking about learning and development or leadership, so in, in your situation, what does empowerment mean to you as a voiceover artist? Wow, what a great question. So it, it's funny, ironically, to be a great voiceover artist or voice actor, you need to empower yourself to be your most authentic self. Um, you, you don't want to be come across as disingenuous or fake or trying to put on something. So the more you can let go of your own inhib inhibitions and surrender yourself to the copy, the character, the situation surrounding the character or words, whatever you have, whatever you're narrating, the mm -hmm. more your performance will resonate with the audience and be perceived as believable. So some of the best voice actors I know are incredibly empowered and brave enough to be vulnerable when, when they need to be to bring someone else's words, and it's always somebody else's words, be a commercial, e-learning module, or even an animated mm -hmm. movie, to life in ways that make you want to keep listening after the story's done. So if you really give, give yourself that, that grace and you empower yourself and you, and you give yourself a break, uh, that's when the magic happens. Wow, that's powerful. If someone was wanting to get in touch with you, where can they find you? I know you're on LinkedIn. Do you have a website? Where can someone find you if they would like to get to hear more about your radio voice <laughs> or some other project that you're working on? Sure, sure. Uh, so uh, again, obviously LinkedIn, uh, just look me up, David Gilbert. You can do, type in David Gilbert voiceover. Uh, my website is davidgilbertvoiceover.com. Um, my email is david at davidgilbertvoiceover.com. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm available anytime, really. I mean, I sleep, but I mean, <laughs> otherwise I'm available all the, any, any other time. So that's great. And and for anyone who's listening, if you cannot remember, that's okay. I have uh, the, the podcast show notes. So I'm also going to put the information on there. I'm going to put uh, the link on, on the website as well. So if you want to just click on it and reach out to David and hear more about, you know, networking or some other project that he's working on that would be great so i just want to thank you once again david for being on the show i want to wish you the best in your personal and professional life i know you're working on a lot of things right now to our listeners out there it's been great thank you for listening in and i look forward to the next one thank you very much and appreciate it maureen it's been wonderful thank you thank you